Uh, Debbie Bornstein is here uh, from the Atlanta Jewish Academy, where we were supposed to be today, but they've got a snow day, a day off. Yes, it's snowing. Can't you see? I, <laughs> you're the only one who sees it. <laughs> I remember touring AJA with you. That was such a great day we had together. It was a phenomenal day to meet you, and we and were hoping to host you. <laughs> we are, you have no idea, especially when Rabbi Lubitz revealed that the kids were actually thrilled that we were coming down. We can't wait to actually get into your building one day and do a show. Um, and, and I don't, I really shouldn't uh, concentrate on the physical aspects of AJA. It's more the education and all the great things that are happening academically. But just for a second, the facility that you work in is, is absolutely beautiful. It's probably one of the nicest Jewish schools in this country, frankly. And you know it, and you've seen it expand, and you've seen the brand-new gym open, and it's just lovely. So I'm sure that, that helps the whole educational atmosphere. It was great to see it through your eyes, because <laughs> we kind you of get used day. to it a little bit. Um, so it was really nice to be able to tour you through the building, and actually the tour with you in the gym was the first time I had actually right. seen the gym. It was It is quite an impressive building, but what goes on in there every day is even more impressive. You're head of the instructional, your instructional team leader for early childhood department through eighth grade. I think that's Judaic studies. In Judaic studies. Lower and middle. That's the official title. The official title. And you work with a lot of great people. You have I a wonderful work with staff. exceptional people. As Rabbi Lubitz said earlier, it would be impossible to do what everyone there is doing for the kids without wonderful teachers. And you're working with some great people out there. We have a phenomenal faculty always looking to expand our right. phenomenal faculty. I mentioned that earlier. Right? Yes, I know. I heard. I'm <laughs> going to repeat it again. Um, always looking for good people. Always looking for good people. We have a blend of American-born staff as well as we have an incredible staff of Shlichim. We have four families who are with us from Israel. Um, some have been here now for four years. Others have started this year. And they bring a tremendous ruach to the school combined with our dedicated faculty that's there. They... Uh, People don't realize. Um, maybe there are people around this country who might think it would be either a detriment, language barriers, etc. They don't realize the benefit of bringing these people in from Israel and what they do for your school. You mentioned Ruach, but academically as well, they're enhancing the whole experience. Our lower school is an immersive program. Our children walk out of there speaking Hebrew. They That's come amazing. into our middle school where we started to continue that. And their ability to converse and understand is tremendous. It's beyond the Ruach. It's so much in the classroom. So you have good people that are uh, uh, we both, have great people. both here and those from Israel who come and I guess on some type of rotating basis fill those roles as Shluchim, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking with Debbie Bornstein, early childhood department through the eighth grade at the Atlanta uh, Jewish Academy. What would be, uh, aside from the staff, and it's almost hard to say that because, it has, as we said, there's such an important part, but what what are the other reasons why the school has such a great reputation, why there's such success there academically? The kids. That's what make the school. Our, Good bunch, huh? They're a great bunch. I've been there now for 15 years. I was there when it was GHA, been there through the merger. And the families and the community is really what makes the school. People are invested in the school. They want to see the school grow um, our families can be involved from the most minor details through the greater details. And we are a group that is very dedicated and we love what we do. And you, you're, you have roots in the Northeast, am I right? You, you know the whole routine, I right? know the routine. You know the I am thing. from New York. I know the routine. And so you can, you, you have a basis of comparison. Just a small <laughs> one. Uh, 15 years in the South and I cannot seem to lose the accent. 
<laughs> yeah, but 15 years in the South, and you can't seem to lose an affection for this area. Oh. You, there, there's, there's something about it. Put it into words for us, what it is about raising kids here. When my husband and I left New York, we knew we wanted a smaller Jewish community. Atlanta is a large, small community. Right. Because there are so many people here. It is a diverse group. And people really do get along with one another. Um, regardless of where they are. There are so many schools in this city. And the community at large just blends together well. Um, it's an easier pace of life. But the Jewish life is so strong and so important to everyone in the community. Is it difficult for you to lead the Judaic department, let's call it for a moment, when there are a variety of backgrounds you're dealing with. You have kids, I'm sure, from families that are you know, well-established in Jewish ritual, let's put it that way, and others who may not be as familiar. Does that make it very difficult? No, it makes it easy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> because they bring, each child, each family brings their own history to the classroom, to the bigger school, and it creates a beautiful environment to work in. Oh, that's great. And, uh, and no, that- no two are alike. That's the reality. That is the reality. That, and people, again, in the New York area may find that hard to believe because very often our day schools have very similar, you know, there's a similar thread going through all the families. Absolutely. But here that's not the case It is all. not the case, and it makes us who we are. It's pretty amazing. It's a special place to be. So Atlanta gets a big shout-out from you, huh? Every it's day. It's been 15 years. Every day, 15 <laughs> years, it gets a special shout-out from me. What did you think of today's day off that Rabbi Lubitz uh, declared? The one that will probably continue working after we leave oh, here. Oh, so you don't really get a day off. <laughs> um, it's amazing. The snow is tremendous. It's coming down. Can't you see? Um, we got scared by Snowmageddon. Yeah, I heard from 2012. Yeah, we had a similar episode bef- earlier this year. Your, years before that, right. from an ice storm. Yeah, New York shut down not so long Correct. ago. Oh, you see, you heard about uh, it. The family up there still shares. You're in touch with your roots. Uh, yes, it, they shut down. So we can make fun of Atlanta. We can make fun of New York for shutting down, too. Hey, I have a big surprise for you. Tali Don is now in this conversation. How do you like that? That's the best. Hey, Tali. Tali Bokertov. Bokertov. Do we have Tali's mic on? Manishma. Are you impressed by my Hebrew vocabulary? <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> Where are you from in Israel? Uh, Naria. Naria. All the way in the north. And at some point, uh, if I remember the story correctly, um, well, no, I shouldn't say at some point, but if I remember the story correctly, your, was it your parents who were shlichim in the United States? My parents are master shlichim. They are the, the king and queen <laughs> of shlichim. They are. And they were in what city in the U.S.? Cities. What cities in the they U.S.? They were in, on five shlichuyot. Wow. Uh, throughout our their lives. Um, so the first Shlichut, we were in Kansas City. My parents are very much into suburbia. You remember all these? I, on two of them, I was with them. Um, so Kansas City was when I was uh, younger, and then Indianapolis, which we have in common. You were also um, I, I lived there for five years, <laughs> yes. Funny, yeah. um, and then after that, they continued um, without me. So they were in Denver. Um, Silver Springs, Maryland, and Oakland, California. All right, so we heard what Shlichim do for the school. Why would people like your parents, then we'll get to you, want to do this? Why would they want to leave Israel a year or two or more at a time and be in the cities that you just told us about? Uh, So obviously, at one point, it becomes a a bug, something that you truly believe in. Um, To leave your home, to leave your families, to leave your friends, it's it's a big deal. Um, people don't really understand how difficult it can be, but the rewards are amazing. Um, the feeling that you get from being part of a community, 
Um, the fact is, is that we tend to forget when we're in Israel, you know, we're surrounded by Jewish people, that there is a bigger community of Jews around the world and, and they are not in Israel. And, and when you become part of that community, when you, you are able to embrace them and they embrace you, um, and to bring that spirit of Israel and love of Jewish life and Hebrew um, is amazing. So you and it your husband, contagious. just like your parents, you and your husband decided you're going to do the same thing. Well, I think I decided. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the story and you're right. <laughs> um, and how long ago was that? Was that Atlanta or was there a previous one? Was this, we, this is our second shlichut. In Atlanta or somewhere else? No. Uh, we, the first shlichut, we were um, very young um, in Denver. Ah, okay. We were there for seven years. Were they, they remembered your parents? Uh, of course. Yeah, of course they yeah. did. <laughs> and Atlanta, you've been now for how long? This is our second year. All right. Now, the story goes... That when your husband told his boss in Israel, in Nahari, I assume, that, that you and he were going to embark on this, it, it took a while for his boss to comprehend what was going on. Right? I think that, he still doesn't understand how <laughs> it happened. That somebody would drop the business world and run to do what you and your husband are doing at AJA. Yes. So Amir um, is not a teacher per se. Right. Um, he's an engineer. Um, and Somehow he has found his. He's a teacher. He's found a lot of he's things to do in AJA. He's a teacher. He's a, you're born a teacher, um, and I think at one point the first shlichut was what clinched it. The first shlichut was amazing. Um, we felt that there was nothing like it. We've both went on to do other things in life, but there was nothing like being part of the community and impacting young children. Um, seeing that relationship and connection grow, being able to connect them to Israel and to that life um, was amazing. And we felt it even though we were back in Israel for 10 years, we still felt the connection. And um, so Amir was a CEO. Right. Big deal. <laughs> big company. Uh, big company. <laughs> um, so he was actually, if I can say it, he was in um, a Warren Buffett-owned. It right. was the first company that, that Warren Buffett invested, in Israel, invested right. outside of the U.S. Right. was outside in Israel. Right. Kavod. Right. Um, and so Amir was a CEO in one of those companies. And I told him, it's now or never. <laughs> our children are growing. At one point, we'll want to be Saba and Safta in Israel and not leave our grandchildren. And, and we... And Amir said, you know, you can build parts for airplanes. Um, and all the things this company does. Do all those amazing things. Right. But you can also impact the soul and the life of uh, a child or a community or a family. And nothing compares. When um, does this shlichut end? And I asked that, that because that I asked that because when I was walking <laughs> the halls with Debbie and Amir, she basically, Debbie basically said this shlichut's never ending. Oh. So, <laughs> so if you think it's going to end, you might be in big trouble. She may be standing at the door making sure you don't leave. So maybe, like that. maybe she knows something I don't know. <laughs> if there's something that I've learned in life, I don't know. Let's let's put it that so way. So we'll see what happens. Yes, it's not going to be forever. Right. Israel is home. Does Amir also know that there's still yes, a question yes, mark yes, over all yes. this? Okay. Uh, Israel is home. So the whole point of shlichim is that you actually go back. Right. Understood. Um, <laughs> um, and, you're, and you're in the classroom, right? First yes. grade. You're in first, first grade. grade. And Teach Amir is not officially. Or is he officially in the he classroom? He teaches Ivrit. He does teach Ivrit. As well as 
a hundred other things. A hundred other right. things, including our engineering, our right. programming, a lot of different things. Yeah, we were impressed just in the, the couple hours we spent with him. And uh, all the help he gave us at that time for the things we thought we might be doing in this school. But you never know. One day, one day, one day, day we will we'll do hopefully it. hopefully be there. So there you have it. So a very effective team of shlichim led by... Baruch Hashem. We have a strong, strong team. And we are so grateful to have them. Amazing. And what can you tell us about the Atlanta Jewish community, especially you, because you've seen so many Jewish communities around the United States. What can you say about Atlanta? That's unique. Um, what's unique about Atlanta? So I, I have. I've lived in different ones. Right. I've worked with uh, different uh, communities. I think their commitment to Jewish life, um, I think it's amazing to come into a community and see so many um, institutions, schools. The whole infrastructure um, is, is amazing. And the whole commitment to, to having a continuance. Um, <laughs> Keeping the tradition going. Keeping the tradition going. And in a very strong way, right? Very powerful the way Atlanta does it. Very powerful. The fact that we have a school right. that is committed to Ivrit Beivrit, that is committed to this strong connection to Israel, that they're willing to bring four um, families to Bnot Shirut, to Shinshinim, um, to the school. Our children are not learning, learning English. There's so much Hebrew in the building. Um, but yes, the fact that they're so committed to this connection, the fact that they want Israel to be a living presence um, for the community and the community's children, I think speaks for itself. Do you see the eighth graders leave with a good hold on the Hebrew language? Completely. They do. Yes, more that's our than, goal. More than in other schools. I see our first graders with an amazing right. hold of Through Hebrew language. School. Pretty yeah. cool. Through the high school. I thank high school. both of you. You're both very inspiring. AJA's got some really good. Where's Rabbi Lubitz? Does he know how many great people he's got <laughs> surrounding him? Amazing. I'm so impressed. Tali Don, you're going to send regards to Amir for I us. Will. Okay? I we're will. Okay. We're always talking about Amir. <laughs> so please send our best. And Debbie Bornstein, continued success with thank all you. the great work you do. You and your staff are doing it, AJA. Thank, thank you, you so for much. having us. And we'll see you at AJA next time. We can't wait. God We'll see the students uh, up close and personal next time we visit Atlanta, Bezrat Hashem. More coming up. We are in the uh, southeastern portion of the United States in Atlanta, Georgia. As the whole world focuses on this big game this coming Sunday, we are focused on the Jewish communities of the southeast U.S. Thank you to the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem and, of course, the Orthodox Union. Uh, more coming up if you keep it at JM, if you keep it at JM in the AM.